Cutting for Sign with Ron Cecil and Daniel Pinnertwine. The bad white men call him the devil. The Yavapai call him eyes like the sky. <laughs> awesome that's my type of meditation my friend i think all of our episodes should start with meditation <laughs> how would that look second. ron all right let's do it <laughs> i love it i love it i love it all right class how did you enjoy that meditation <laughs> beautiful blissful super blissful hey this is episode 55 yes i want to call this one on routines on routines i've been getting that question a fair amount from from folks conversations around it mm -hmm. i thought you know what since we've been doing this i've had a pretty hearty cornucopia quiver of routines mm. i feel like it's really I'm, I'm in a groove right now it seems like you are too and like things are moving for us like well so i thought we should talk about it a little bit i love it i you love it for that? i love it yeah, I love that. I have got <clears throat> five things came to mind in the last five seconds. So I think this is a good topic. Mm, mm, can't wait to hear a quiver, a cornucopia of ideas, <laughs> none of which I will share. Where you know where it tips <laughs> over is when it becomes a plethora. <laughs> <laughs> Three of which were not relevant to this conversation, one of which I forgot, and the other was just subpar. <laughs> but there was a lot. We'll make sure to get all that in, all the minutiae. <laughs> uh, no, I think it's a great topic, man. I love it. I'm glad you came up with it. It's important, you know, and I think the first thing that comes to my mind actually is just that it's easy to have, to feel stressed that you need to have these great routines all the time yeah. and that you need to impose them on yourself. And that can come off like you're cracking a whip all the time, you know, and constantly doing things you don't want to do there's these quotes out there you know uh hard choices easy life easy choices hard life you know that just make you feel like you need to be miserable all the time yeah i saw a great little instagram reel yesterday with sad guru and he was saying you know there's this this idea work hard work hard work hard all the time work hard and he goes how about working joyfully you know mm -hmm. and there is idea there is some science he was saying um pseudo as it may be <laughs> that uh, that our brain functions better you know when we're joyful and so yeah. i really liked that and i wrote that down and i was like that could be just a simple reframe you know work yeah. joyfully you can still work a lot you can still quote be very very productive but you yeah. know what i mean oh yeah i do i mean you actually i think you were probably one of the first people in my life um to help me be a little easier on myself and a few a few years ago, I had, I was we were at the uh, Planet Granite. Well, it's not called that anymore, but the climbing gym across the street. And I I remember you coming to visit me, and I was in some kind of training mode where I was like doing like um, rounds in the sauna. So I had like already worked out and was going mm. into the sauna, and then I would go to the cold shower and like do that kind of thing. Yeah, and you said something about like mm, I I can't remember what it was. But the but the paraphrase memory is, I'm going to be a little bit more gentle on myself. Hmm. 
And I, and that stuck with me. That stuck with me a lot. Like I think about that kind of a fair amount. And, and the other thing that, um, I saw recently Jocko posted, um, and I'm not like a Jocko disciple or anything, but I follow stuff every once in a while. And and he posted this thing where he's been posting his four 30 wake up and, you know, says something. And then the other day it said four 30 and then one right underneath it said six 30. He said, I got up, brushed my teeth, realized I was still tired, needed more sleep. Went back to bed. Nice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I appreciate that. That's good to hear. Yeah. 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 Those guys, those guys get a little much for me, but <clears throat> you know, it's like you and I kind of have this little image we talk about where you have these archetypal, pure, um, kind of extreme people yeah. like Jocko. I don't know Jocko's work as, as much, but Goggins for sure, you know, and you know, there's that inner, you know, last supper, there's that inner round table. And who's sitting there? Well, who's sitting there? For me, parts of me, you know? And there's one part that gets activated and deactivated, and that is mm-hmm. the hard worker extreme, you know, part of part of me. But that yeah. that part, that person, that aspect of myself, that way of being has been run into the ground in my life. Yeah. And so personally, I'm not really in a hard workplace, but I still need to be productive and that's where this subject of routines and habits comes in because it's a, it's a really tricky balance, at least for me. And I I think for a lot of people. Yeah, it is. It totally is. And someone was asking me the other day, like, what, like, well, like, where does it start for me? And I was like, I, I just get up early and, and I, and he was asking me how long I did that. And it's been so long that I've, I kind of forgot, but I've, I've been getting up around 435 for a few years now. I think part of it is my age. I mean, it, it is, is, I mean, it, what I mean by age is maybe stage of life with my no, family. I get, I get what you're saying. I just, yeah. it's hard for me to relate because it hasn't hit me. And so I don't, I, I keep waiting, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so I don't mean to roll my eyes at you a little bit. I just, is that really an age? I don't know. Thing? Yeah. I, I guess because you know? now that I'm thinking about it, I don't think that's true for anybody, any of the guys I've been talking to. Really? I mean, I, yeah, yeah. Now that I think about it, thanks for, thanks for rolling your eyes. I needed that. That needed that gut check there. Uh, <laughs> no, I think most people would agree with you. Yeah. I don't know if it's my age or if it's because for the last four years I've had responsibilities that require me to Damn. get up early. And then I really liked the way I felt as I did it. And my body mm-hmm. just got used to it. Yeah. So now go. every morning, 4.50, my eyes just pop open. And I'm in yeah. my, and my brain's thinking about stuff, but that gives me a solid two hour runway to get into my day. And yeah. I, that's, yeah. That's amazing. I talk, no, can please. I talk about my runway? <laughs> For a short runway. If it's a short runway, <laughs> no, I, I'm not, I'm not jumping on you. I, I was just overly actively listening. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for that. Which as we know, can often end up being an interruption. <laughs> Anyways, you were saying about your runway. <laughs> thank you, thank you. I mean, I don't, I don't. I, a lot of folks would assume I probably get up and like work out, and I have in the past. There's been stages of my life where I have, but recently it's been way more gentle. I mean, I've been thinking about what you said back then. Like, I'm just going to be a little bit easier on myself. Like, there's been periods of my life where I've training and at the gym and all that kind of stuff. And I think there's there are appropriate times for appropriate measures. And at this stage in my life, getting up and avoiding my phone, making sure that's not what I'm using, but 
getting into a good book with a good cup of coffee, some journaling, some uh, rubber band, you know, workout kind of thing. And then I go for a long effing walk, like a three to four mile walk. And, and that's where my brain really kind of comes online. And that's where and I'm done by 630, you know, 637. And I still have another hour with my family to get shit done. And it's awesome. Yeah, that's amazing. It really is. I, you know, the, um, the get up early, get up at the same time, stay away from your phone, you know, all of that. I guess my role in this conversation is going to be more not what you're doing, but how you're doing it. Yeah. And because I think one of the reasons that we say stay away from your phone is because as I understand it, most people have kind of shitty like notification situation on their phone and when they digital hygiene, digital hygiene, there you go. Cause like, I don't relate to that. My phone, I can't wait to look at my phone because it's good news, you know, Mm. always, always, Mm. you know, I mean, don't get me wrong. You know, there's always the exception, but yeah, you know, that's, it's good thing. Um, it's not a good thing for me when my routine in the morning is to spend some time with myself when I'm in that dreamy magic hour, dusk, halfway in sleep, halfway out or, or all the way awake, but you still have a, there's still like some wind blowing from the inner dream world, you know? Mm -hmm. That's where I have um, creative. I not that's where I have creative ideas. That's not true, but it's where I I can experience a little bit of a magical world before a lot of the labels of of this life, this uh, awaking societal life. What day it is? What time it is? Yeah, where I live. Dot dot dot. You know that I find relatively un, uninteresting. You know most of the time. And yeah. so that, that morning time is important for, for me personally, regardless of the time. Um, okay. Don't look at the phone for a while, you know, but then yeah. Anyways, you get the point. I think, I think what I mean by look at the phone is like go opening the phone that takes you to numbing out, like just losing yourself, whether it's for a sure. news feed or something yeah. like that. And for, for me, sure. that's what news and, and social media. Right. Dude. But I, but I'm like deep in a, uh, Duolingo experience where I'm trying to learn a new language and I love it and it's exciting and yeah. and you know I feel competitive, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. So, but I think the important yeah. thing with you that you're doing is and you're talking about is you have a consistent wake up time pretty much, <clears throat> and yep. that time is you time, yep. and that's now set up in your life to be automatic. And the time what what happens during that time can get filled with different things in different parts of your life. Maybe three months from now, a year from now, it gets filled with exercise or gets filled with um, regimented writing, you know, mm-hmm. um, or it gets filled with dot, 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 whatever. Yeah. So, <clears throat> um, I think that you've created a, a consistency and some space for yourself that I really admire. I don't have it. I don't have a reason to get up in the morning um, outside of myself. And, and this is what makes it challenging for me personally, Ron, is, you know, the morning and the night is when my body heals mm. and my body needs to heal every day. You know, I use my body all day long. I also have a pretty consistent yoga practice that I'm still learning. So I'm always kind of on the edge of hurting myself. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> those hours in the morning, sometimes I'll lay, I'll lay in bed and just let that warm, rich healing experience continue. until i feel good enough to get up and feel good in my body yeah i haven't really voiced that or talked about with you a lot but that's one of the reasons that that i find it challenging to get up in the morning and that makes me nervous to have 
you know, a, a nine to five type of job because, you know, I don't know if I would be very happy getting up and being kind of like, you know, not so yeah. feeling good and having to move my body. I, I, I can see that. I would, I would say don't ever get one. <laughs> <laughs> That's the plan. <laughs> Avoid that at all costs. <laughs> You know, but it's also sad. I remember in college, I would get up and we had seven o'clock a.m. Um, practice and I'd be a half hour in the pool, a half hour on the bike or a half hour run. You yeah. Know, four days a week. Yeah. Uh, I, I think that's school. I think I'm glad you're talking about that because um, you know what it's like to grind physically for a long 100%. time. Yeah. yeah. And and I that's knowing you and knowing some of your story like the the way that that was um, obsession. Would you use that word? It was for sure. Yeah. It was an addiction. Yeah. Yeah. And the, and now for you to go, Hey, be, be gentle on yourself and that you are yourself is, is the way to go. Like, like, I think what we were talking about earlier is like the, and I would use a little bit different language around it is, is whatever you got to do to love yourself really well into a place of pro progression and healing simultaneous healing. Cause some, some of us nice. need to chill out like really kind of chill out for a while. I mean, I, yeah. you have been such a great proponent in my life of this, you know, you saying the same thing to me, I guess we've been that for each other. Yeah. You know, being a friend saying, Hey, take it easy. You know, the other day, remember, yes. Uh, two days ago, I said, Ron, I speaking this into existence. I'm going to do a crush it day to day, which means I'm going to make this big list. And I'm going to smash yeah. that list of all kinds of shit I've been putting off. And yeah. then, and I even took school off. You know, I like really made the space for this. Yeah. And then I fucking was down the whole day, like egregiously down, you know, pornographically down. Like I was fucking down. I was just on my back, legs kicked up, just relaxing, man. And yeah. that by the end of the day, I felt so good. I slept well that night. And the next day I had a really productive day. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I wasn't going to tell you that because I was embarrassed. Mm. but I did. And, and I really appreciated how supportive you were around that. And I think that we can all be that for each other quite a bit more. Yeah. Yeah. We'll talk about your list a little bit. Cause I, you have a unique system for tracking what you do. We've talked about a little bit on the show before I have a pretty loosey goosey one that helps me, but you've got well, one that's like, it kind of keeps your stats like a good, like sports statistician. And I think that's pretty cool. Well, I appreciate you uh, asking about that. I, I, before it kind of becomes the me monster show, uh, I know there was something that you wanted to talk about that, um, that kind of like is a backbone of this, of this episode, which, which was that like, when you're um, comfortable, when you're stressed, and then yeah. there's like an in between one. And so anyways, like, can you can you kind of lead that through? And I'll sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I mean, you and I have a lot of structure in our life, right? Like you've, you've got this list thing that we, we may or may not get to. I have a I have a whole routine on going to bed that includes, you know, minutes of stretching and light hygiene and, and flossing and, you know, like I, I got it down. And um, including, um, you know, stuff I take, right? But the thing that I think really moves the football forward in my life, and I'm seeing it in your life too, is is what you just described. Like there are three zones that we can live in. And if you, the listener, can imagine this, like draw two vertical lines or two horizontal lines, I'm sorry, so that, you know, they go from left to right. And there's three words that live above in the middle and below those lines. And the one above says stress. And that's where some of us live for a certain amount of the time of the day, right? It's because we're 
the alarm goes off and we're trying to get everything together to get out the door. The one at the very bottom is comfort. And that's a, a needed place sometimes, but a very dangerous place because the comfort can lull us into thinking that everything's okay. And we can end up spending years of our life there and not kind of moving our, you know, our life forward. But stretching is the middle word. So stress mm. is the top. Stretching is the middle. Comfort's at the bottom. And stretching is kind of where we want to be, right? That's where we want to spend as much time as we can, where we're, we're moving forward. It's a little uncomfortable, but not so much that it's going to, you know, burn us out. And I've been watching you and I do that in a bunch of different ways. And I think that's where things really change. And it's, and for me, it's not it's entirely physical. Like I had a tax situation. I won't get in on all the details, but I was getting our taxes done for, um, our, my business and our personal taxes. And it came to this kind of final countdown where my tax, my CPA goes, okay, here's the bill. And I'm like, okay, there it is. It's a lot of money. But, um, and then I sat there for a second and I thought, you know, old me would just say yes and write the check and, you know, just kind of take it. But for some reason this year, I've been really trying to stre stretch around that kind of stuff and, and make myself uncomfortable enough to ask a lot of like dumb questions, allow myself to feel dumb. <clears throat> and that was the kind of the thing where I was like, wait a second, I'm paying this person so that I can ask dumb questions and it's okay to not know. And I asked a bunch of dumb questions. And next thing I know, I was able to shrink my tax burden down tremendously. Like you shrink it down 90%. Yeah. Yeah. 90%. <laughs> like you times the amount that you ended up paying by 10. And that was the amount you were going to pay before you asked a couple quote dumb questions. Yeah. It's fucking awesome. Yeah. It's gangster, man. That was stretching for me, man. Cause <laughs> uh, you know, only would have felt too dumb to ask that kind of stuff and too, too embarrassed about it that I should have known or anything like that. And huge value of mine. Confidently yeah. ask dumb questions. More people be dumb and with confidence, you know, with acceptance. And yeah. Do it. And I've seen you do that, like in, in <clears throat> relationships and also with your time. work too, man, you know, all like, the time. Yeah. 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 Seriously. Like in, in, I'm in school right now for, for art and, you know, I, I more experienced than all of the people that are around me in this class. And I ask the most questions and, and most, and a lot of them, they already know because they've been in school and I haven't, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? Mm -hmm. And I don't do it in any way embarrassed or anything. And maybe that's, an, uh, a privilege, a result of privilege or ent entitlement. I, mean, I don't know where that comes from, but I know that I often feel, I do feel, you know, uncomfortable doing that. Hmm. And I know it, good things come from it. And you're also modeling for other people to be, you know, be secure with their lack of knowledge around something. It's so much more um, interesting and accepting. And uh, what am I trying to say? It's so much more um, opening when somebody confidently expresses without self-judgment that they don't know something. Yeah. You know, like part of the value of this podcast, you and I are reasonably intelligent people, reasonably experienced, <laughs> you know, <clears throat> um, you know, but the value isn't that we're, we've amassed a bunch of knowledge like Joe Rogan, <clears throat> like, um, well, I don't want to name, people in pocket like sure, Tim Ferriss, yeah. you know like we don't have yeah. as much of that you have more than i do 
But I think what is valuable that we're doing is that we're showing people what the process of kind of growing up looks like and learning and the excitement around learning new things that most people might already know. And I I don't, I'm not speaking for you. I'm speaking more for myself, Yeah. but I think there's a lot of value there. So I'm glad, I know that's a little off topic, but I'm really glad you said that. And then, and then from my experience, always good things come from it. Always. Mm. What about you though, with like, where, where are you finding yourself get having the most gains from being in that stretching zone? I mean, it's a great question because my, my situation is really nuanced and, and sure. it's, and my process has been really methodical, Ron. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've mm-hmm. seen it, you've seen it as it, more than anybody. Cause we talk daily multiple yep. times and I've had more like unproductive days in the last six months than I have probably at any other time in my life. And yet I've had more productive days and enjoyed those non unproductive days more than I ever have. I feel actually relaxed on those days. It's almost like compartmentalizing. It's almost paradox. Like you, like I'll experience deep comfort. I'll go deep into that comfort zone, Mm -hmm. just cozy, warm, fucking, coma level (laughs) just you know but it's rejuvenative yeah i'm learning how to do that without sucking myself dry with like a ton of screen time what what on those days do i really need getting water showering eating vegetables meal prepping or i texted you the other day like oh my god i'm meal prepping for the last two hours and I, i feel so rejuvenated it's healthy for me to go through my fridge you know, this is a huge system of mine. My refrigerator right here is within touching, um, you know, arm's reach. That right there is so attached to some inner mechanism in my life. And mm. to go through there, make sure everything's fresh, make sure it's relatively clean, make sure that things are getting processed that are on their way out, running it like a rest, like a chef would run a restaurant, you know, things are always in a state of rot, but they're also always in a state of becoming potentially more flavorful, depending on how you mix them with other foods. Like, and that's self-care for me, Ron. Mm. That's a day off self-care thing. Yeah. I I could go on and on. Hmm. Hmm. Shit like that is so key. Yeah. The, there's a book, I think it's called profit first, which deals about finances that basically says, pay yourself first. You know, if you're a, if you are a, entrepreneur of any kind, or even if you are a W2 wage earner and, and have debt, you got to pay off the, the biggest thing. The most important thing is to pay yourself first. Well, and yeah, so, I mean, yeah. I, you know, that's what Morgan and I realized with ourselves. Like there is, there's certain activities and certain things that we need physically, emotionally, and spiritually that are like non-negotiable in our life before we get to whatever life is demanding from us you know, the, the, the job portion of our life, the tax portion of our life, even, even some, in some ways, the parenting portion of our life, right? Like there is parts of our, our inner selves that need attention, care, love, tenderness, uh, nurturing that it doesn't take a lot of time. You know, we, we have like 90 minutes, right? The tricky part of that though, is that those things that you need are personal to you probably more than you know. Yep. It may or may not be what some voices in society are telling you. Yep. And you might not even know what they are yet. It's taken me probably four or five years to kind of whittle down what those things are and they change. 
right? They will like maybe yeah, some other season. Yeah, some other season it could be that I'm way more physical or who knows what or a season where instead of 30 minutes of writing a day, it's three hours of writing a day. Or, you know, I don't know. I mean, but I 100%. but I'll know when I get it. Like I'll know when it needs to happen. I'll know when it needs to change because I, I leave about and this is important for me and is I leave about 15, 20 minutes of just like thinking about it. Yeah, I've noticed you do that a lot. The space of just going, I need the I need the time to just fucking think and and prioritize my day. And and the and a big game changer in that was taking the eight, nine, ten, eleven things I thought needed to happen in my day and go, I'm gonna get really good at two or three of those. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that was huge, huge for There's me. so many tricks and I got, and that's why I was glad that we're doing this today. And I think we should transition into more specifics, you know, like mm. like you mentioned finances. Yeah. And doing my finances, I have my log and my log has about 12 pages each labeled. And these are important facets and aspects of my life. Yep. And I can flip, I can grab that tab and flip straight to the finances tab. It's all written in pencil so I can erase removable pages so I can put those in different parts of the log and make them more priority because they're up front. Like it's taken a long time to work this log out and not have it be, yeah. you know, one of these like 45 minute fucking $50 journals and you got, you know, 45 minutes a morning and you got to like, it's too much, you know, Yeah. for me, that's too much. That's not what I need. And now for, for me, one thing is just checking in with each one of those tabs once a week, once yep. every two weeks, once a month. And for, for me, finances is one thing, just going through my finances. I'm an artist, man. Like that's how I make my money. That's a lot of unknown, you know, especially mm -hmm. I'm in year three, you know, of being a professional artist. That's early, man. And to, I need my finances. I need to feel secure and abundant yeah. and something about going through there. And the way I've set up that page, is like, here's money in, here's money out. Yeah. It's not like what I make and what I owe. It's like, it's like a taunt conduit. Here's what's coming in and there's what's going out, you know, and let's move it. We, we and do a money date twice a month, the same kind of thing. It's on a spreadsheet, sweet, man. but we have a, we have a drink. We, uh, we make yeah. it nice. We, we make it a pleasurable experience. And we I look love at that you do all that. of our assets. It's awesome. Cause you'll even, didn't you start doing that? Like when you went to a bank that had a little cafe in it and you and Morgan would just go and have this little, you get, you get dressed up nice. Totally dressed up. Yeah. Dude. See, there's so many hacks and there's ways to like, live a better life yeah you know? and i think that's what you and i are, are, are scampering around here and sometimes it's making tough choices yeah sometimes it's making the easy choice when you're used to making uh, sometimes yeah. the easy thing to do is a tough choice because it's a blind spot this well process of 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 realizing how to really care for yourself there's so many moments um that are so special uh, and and opening and widening one of them for me was when you said I was going through like some emotional stuff with someone I was dating and you're like, and I was just like, man, I'm feeling kind of like run down and mm. wound up and all, all sorts of weird, you know? And you were like, Daniel, you're making up for a lifetime of lack of self-care. Mm. And like those words, I was like, Whoa, yeah. there's some truth to that. You know, it was yeah. a big moment. And then it's like, Oh, okay. So this is a part of a bigger process. Yeah, it really is. And I, it, and it takes this, I think one of the game changers for you and I both, and I, this is not something we talked about before we got on here is that you and I have one another to talk about this kind of in real time. And it's massive, dude, it is so massive. And I, and I have 
um, not been able to stop talking about how great that is to to my yeah. wife. You know, we've the, the fact that you and I check in once a day, fifteen minute check in over our goals, things that are challenging, things that we're looking forward to, the wins, is huge. It's huge. I I think that's like probably one of the. I wouldn't. I don't, it's hard to call it a secret ingredient or something like that, but it. Damn it, is good. It is. It's really, an ingredient, yeah. and it's. It, it, that was a crafty thing that happened. Kind of. Oh my god! There's the fattest little fucking bird sitting out in my yard. I love fat animals. It's so charming. <laughs> it's like you're so fat. Anyways, um. So, uh, <clears throat> when you you and I were part of a men's group, you run men's groups. Yep. And in those men's groups, people check in in the beginning. Then you yeah. and I were part of a writer's group. And we were like, and in that writer's group was another men's group leader. And we were like, how about we all do a check-in? And you're like, yeah. mental, physical, emotional. And um, and then it's like, well, it was so helpful. I feel like unspoken, you just started, you suggested, why don't we do this in our day? We talk every day anyways. Yeah. Our first conversation, let's just check in. Ron yeah. gets the, it's the table. Daniel doesn't interrupt. Daniel gets the table. Ron interrupts whenever he wants. It's great. <laughs> I love it. Win-win. <laughs> <laughs> that's not how it is. <laughs> <laughs> that's all, everybody. Thanks for the show. <laughs> that's not true. I, I specifically remember inter- interrupting you several times this morning because I was so excited. Like, I was just, you know. Yeah. Some the some of the stuff that you and I have been putting together for more than fifteen years, but yeah. exponentially so in the, yeah. in the most recent years, it's it's working in mental health, physical health, emotional health, relationship health, financial health, health, you know, food health, all of these systems, these aspects of life. Yeah. For me, it's a garden that is is blooming and blossoming finally. I'm so happy. Yeah, and that and I want to reiterate that our check ins now. I mean, we, we you and I bullshit plenty together and laugh plenty together, but our, our check-ins are pretty focused. And I think if someone's going to try to figure out how to do that with somebody else, like, you know, the, the easiest thing to think about is what we learned from our friend Richard, which is check in physically, emotionally, mentally, and spiritually. Yeah. PIMS. That's and, a good start. Yeah. And just start there and then give yourself a few minutes to like land the bird, like, like don't take more than five to 10 minutes in a check-in and think about what you're trying to focus on in your week or your day or whatever it might be and 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 then give each other the 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 space to do it and sometimes i think the other fun thing about that the kind of like finer point on it is sometimes one of us is is asking for advice and sometimes we're just wanting to be heard and that's it and i think that's also a good good differentiation in how we check in with each other well um, I know we've got about 10 minutes or so left and there's a couple of things that I wanted to make sure we got to on my end. And I'm also curious, a question for you around what is sort of up for you as far as what's challenging. Like it's easy, it's easy to be like, my life's fucking great. You know, yeah. it's like, personally, my life's not, not, not great. It's great when I choose to be grateful for it. But a lot of the time I'm like, you know, like a whiny child, you know, and, <laughs> and I'm frustrated with all kinds of stuff that's probably most of the world yeah. would be super stoked to have these problems. So, you know, there's a lot of like ugly spots in both of our lives. I know. And I'm not saying we need to like expose all of those, but I just like to pay a little bit of like a tip of the cap to like, it's not all. There's a struggle still. Yeah. Like, like it's challenging, sure. man. Yeah, yeah. And, um, 
two two things that have been game changers for me are mm-hmm. are, are this log that I, I've been putting together. Mm-hmm. The first page of which is an accountability list. And it's taken quite a while to get it to be really easy and take about two minutes a day. Mm. And it's a list of about 25 things that I essentially, it's not this strong, but I essentially owe each week, you know, three, Mm. three yoga classes. If I do three yoga classes, that's a solid physical box to check, you know, again, there's about 25 things I won't go into all the details, but there, there, some of them are pretty obscure and pretty specific that I've noticed are good for my mental health. One of them is like delete a hundred photos from my photo album, you know, once a week, just go through what I find is I'm, I get to recollect and remember some of the great stuff that happened that week. Sometimes I'll screenshot something I wanted to remember and I can follow up on it and also just digestion, just moving, moving, you know, all of these, this information we have in our life, little things like that, you know, and there's these 25 really specific things that, you know, I only, um, you know, I only, some of them I need to do six days a week, like ice, ice parts of my body. Um, but some of them I only do once a week and some of them only done once a week. I won't check that box for a month. You know, I don't win and pay everything that I owe. Yeah. Um, that's not the point. The point is just tracking what you do do, um, recognizing that what that list is in the first place, you know, there's a lot of value to that. Mm-hmm. And then the second thing that you kind of mentioned that has just been a total game changer for my mental health and is, has really put the throttle down on creating the life I've been hoping for and wanting is, is those crush it days and crush it times. And for me, that started out with getting really frustrated about a long list that I had mm. going for a long time that I just wasn't checking stuff off of, you know, mm. yeah. and Finally, I got really upset one day and I got like pissed about something and I like made a list off of that list and I just <laughs> a list from the list. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was, uh, well, it's just like a fucking lifetime list. That yeah. I it was like in the, in a, in a cupboard, you know? Yeah. I just made a list of things that I could do in one day off that list that I fucking been putting off, man. I mm. mean, deep putting off for years. And yeah. in one day I fucking aluminum can to that thing. And it, it was like someone gave me a hundred thousand dollars. Like it was so fucking liberating. And I just shit my pants and decided I was going to have a miserable day, but I was wrong because every time I Mm. checked one of those things off the dopamine, you know, yeah. Big times rush serotonin bath. It was great. Yeah. All the open loops of all those things that have been running in the background, like suddenly closed, like, Oh, that's off, off, off. Yep. And after about a year or two of doing those every once in a while, I went from like every few months yeah. to every couple of weeks. And now it's a part of my weekly um, life and it almost my daily life, because now the trick is instead of having to do a whole day, it's like, I'm going to do a crush it hour. Yeah. I've got two or three hours and I'm going to make that. Yeah. And what happens is like, if I spend too much out with friends or if I get a parking ticket, you know, I'll be like, I'm going to make that parking ticket. Like I just paid for some crush it time tomorrow. This is a little jujitsu trick and it yeah. works great. So 100%. I'm like, I just paid 60 bucks. What's worth 60 bucks. How about taking off 10 things I've been putting off for a yeah. year? Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. You know, it's stuff like yeah. that. And then your mental health and your life goes. I so I just wanted to share that. I'm impressed. So I think at some point we're going to need to do like a full hour presentation with you kind of showing, I I'm convinced it's going to be helpful to people, man. I know you shrug your shoulders or on that shit, but like people 
are ruled by like the next hardest or the thing that's being pulled that's pulling them by the nose for most folks and and to have a system any kind of system to help relegate mitigate pain and suffering and then to do things is really helpful dude so yeah just becoming a person who when they yeah. decide to do something and they write it on the list that is going to get done you know yeah. that's what you talk about like you you learn to trust yourself right you you yeah, talk about time. that all the time like yeah. my words when i write them down on a list now they mean something that's like writing it in in the world yeah. so then you start to pay attention to what you put on that list and you start to align oh I, I want my list to be instead of shit i've been putting off and i can't stand doing what if yeah. it's stuff i'm excited to do yeah. now now it's not like this this like angry crush it it's more like let me have a blossom day you know, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. yeah totally yeah that's really good i uh, i've got one too and i'll show we'll share it later but what was the last thing you wanted to ask me about just what's challenging for you right now and you know yeah. what's the challenging thing to me is when it, my mind will if if i don't give myself that 15 25 minute time to think about my day because I have, I always have a 30 things that are waiting for me to get done. And oh, it, they're yeah. work related, they're, they're life related, they're kid related. And if I don't give myself that 25 minute window, and I say 25 minute because it's a, it's a timer I set. Mm. And I sit and think, and I give myself plenty of time to just let my mind unwind. And I, and I need to capture that around somewhere before 9 a.m. And, and then there are, it starts with some gratitude. And then I need to write down three or four things that are, or that are not just the to do, but are focused on how I'm moving myself towards the larger goals that have a direct result on the quality of life that I'm after. Because paying the parking ticket is a pain in the ass and it doesn't increase my quality of life, <laughs> but spending time looking up an MFA program, spending time looking at where my wife and I be, might be moving or some of those larger, bigger goals actually kind of push it forward instead of having it out there. Some of it's work related completely. And I, and we'll and we'll need to spend two hours learning doing continuing education or something like that but that's again connected to the quality of life that i want my in my existence how i want to live my life with true romance and meaningful adventure grace and peace and if i if i get away from that if i don't have that time then i will spin out the rest of the day and if i notice myself spinning out which is probably it probably happens to me if i'm really honest 15 to 20 percent of my time of the week, right? If I, you know, just get in the morning where I skip it and don't do that, it used to spin me out for a while. And I feel a lot of guilt around it, a lot of shame around it. And I've gotten really good at noticing like, oh shit, it's two o'clock in the afternoon. I haven't done that. And if I simply spend that time, even 15 minutes, I'm just stopping like, whoa, Ronald, let's raise that horse's head. Like Brianna Noble talks about, <laughs> right? <laughs> then action precedes mood and precedes feelings and precedes the emotions that I'm actually want. So that's, that's where I can get real sideways is not giving myself that structure. I need structure. My brain desperately needs structure. Mm. So that structure is huge. And then when I have that structure, not take enough too big of a bite 
you know. And that structure for you is basically taking breaks throughout the day of just having a little quiet, raise your head. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes it's, uh, it's, I, I try to do one every morning and sometimes around this time of day, um, you know, we're around three o'clock and especially if I've been working really hard, you know, if I've had like extended periods of hours of reading time or writing time or something or creating content for my men's groups or whatever it might be, or, or working with men, a 15 to 25 minute lay down binaural beats in my headphones, let my eyes close. I may not fall asleep at all. In fact, I rarely fall asleep. But just that little recharge micro nap or whatever they call them. You know, that really really reminds me of transcendental meditation, which some of the most productive people like in the world, like Jerry Seinfeld, when he was doing Seinfeld, you know, he was like, and I'm not a proponent of transcendental meditation as a go do, you know, TM transcendental meditation. You know, I'm not talking about that. But I, it certainly seems like what it is, frankly, yeah. is taking a break that is focused, but very restful for the brain yeah. and reorganizing. It's so big. It's so big. Morgan and I swear by them. We've been doing it for a few years now. And wow. it's a game changer, man. It's like if we didn't have kids and, fam- you know, like the responsibility of family, like we would probably work well into the evening because it, we just feel so mm. refreshed and we feel so excited about what we're doing with our life mm. and our jobs and stuff. And, and yet it's also like its own, its own, um, discipline to like, go, okay, it's family time is now time to like yeah. wind down the work stuff, wind Fucking up the family transitions, stuff. Man. Yeah, yeah. Transition. Like we could talk a whole thing on transitions. And I, I think it's curious when you sit down to do those, do you have to confront anxiety that doesn't want to sit down? Not anymore, but used to. Yeah. Really? Tons of Did anxiety. Yeah. Yeah, it did because I was just nice. I, I realized you said this super well the other day. You articulated this really well. You said it was in a voice message. In fact, I saved it. I'll see if I can find it and maybe add it to the end of this. And you said, what if we just consider our needs, our wants to be needs? And you were referencing in particular this kind of thing. Like, I want to be able to to sit down and think about myself. I want to be able to have a little moment of reflection or a moment of rest. You said, what if we just said those are now needs? And treated the treated them like that. And I say that because Morgan and I somewhere, you know, somewhere in the last six months have realized like it's non-negotiable anymore to, to, to take care of our brain health. It it's not a luxury. It's not a luxury to like really make ourselves take care of our brain, take care of our health, our bodies. And some of that is stuff that, like you said a few minutes ago, several minutes ago now that sometimes society and culture says is like, you know, privileged or it's, it's not necessary, or you just need to grind through it. Like for us in our way of living and the quality of life that we want, I keep using that phrase on purpose. Like that's, that's how we want to live. It's some of the way that we feel good. Like, and, and at the end of the day, when we put our head on the pillow, I'm grateful as hell for the life I've had each day and feel super good. And am excited about waking up. So one of my favorite things is we lay down, we say goodnight to each other. We say, I love, I love you and stuff. One of us almost always goes, I'm really looking forward to coffee with you in the morning. Really? Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. That's stupidly sweet. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, man. I mean, we're, <laughs> I try not to talk about our, how fucking awesome our relationship is very much because I don't want to make anyone feel, I don't know. I just don't want to brag about it. Well, but it has hard, really hard spots. For sure, for sure. And we've been- You know in, what I mean? 
Oh yeah. Fuck yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> I mean, well, yeah. I don't mean like you wouldn't know, but like Yeah. You know, I mean you could you could talk a whole lot about stuff that would not be bragging. Yeah. It would be, it would be pain and hey, suffering. This is some real stuff, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I know that that will return at some point. I mean, like the cycles of life are surprising and sometimes not great. And at this moment, and and I'd say, you know, more than 50% of our relationship at least has been really, really sweet. And right now we're in a really, really good rhythm. Yeah. And, and it's because years and years ago, five, six years ago, we decided like, what are the values that we want to uphold in our relationship in our life? And we revisit them often personally together and we live by it it's that simple it's been amazing to watch you yeah. um watch you and to you really you know when you talk to someone every day which you and i have yeah. for nigh on two years now pretty yeah. much yeah uh you know you get a pretty amazing view into what's going on in their life yeah. and and in and a feel for the cycles you know and it really seems like your whole cycle level is leveling up now yeah. that, you know, there's still this going on. It's just happening up here and yeah. by up here, I mean, in a high, better mental health, you know? So, yeah. There's, yeah. And so is yours, dude. Like that's the, you know, I was telling you earlier that Morgan and I were talking about our personal wins in our life this morning on our walk. And I had to interrupt her and like share some of yours because I <laughs> <That's> was, because <awesome. laughs> getting to talk to you every day. I'm like, and, and I know that she's a giant fan of yours too. And and I was like, That's Hey, awesome. I just, I just want to talk, you know, kind of brag on what Daniel's going through right now too. And she was stoked for you. You know, we were walking down 10th street outside of the eco trust yeah. building here. She's like, yeah, Daniel. Like she was like rooting you on, like you're right there. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cool, dude. I appreciate that, man. And yeah. it's, it's starting to feel like I can trust the mental and physical and emotional health, you know, yeah. that I'm starting to experience the level that I'm starting to experience. And you know, just, man, it feels like a whole new world, you know, it feels like there's possibility and you're like, I just, I just feel like there's a lot of our psyche that shuts down and buckles over time over just slow, steady pressure to where you can't even tell it's happening. But now re trauma responses, micro trauma responses have now mm. become your personality, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and and now it's just normal it's like the fish in water what's water you know mm -hmm. that just becomes the air you breathe and it's not healthy yeah and i for some reason the, all the stuff you and i are talking about today has started has awakened something to me that can recognize when something is a cloudy murky not healthy thing for me to put in yeah. and maybe i can choose whether or not to do that then but at the very least it's a fucking choice instead of just trying to thank the world for this shit you're breathing all the time, you know, which you're choosing. You know, I don't want to get into the weeds about that too much, but I really do feel like I'm just starting to like, you know, like flutter my eyes open a little bit in yeah. this world, you know, yeah. and be like, Oh my God, how much have I been choosing, you know, to make my world and others around me worse? <laughs> yeah. Well said, man. Well said. Uh, it's it's a joy to watch you come out of that and it's a joy to be witness coming out of that myself because i i feel the same way sometimes i'm just like i cannot believe that i allowed myself to live that uh, way for so long right <laughs> oh it's like but my favorite one of my favorite oh, sorry go ahead no no go ahead 
one of my favorite movies, Joe versus the volcano. And he, it's, it's a Tom Hanks, Meg Tom Ryan Hanks, yeah. rom-com that flopped and then became a cult classic. But he basically finds out he, that he has a terminal disease. He's going to die in six months and, and off at a doctor. And turns out the doctor is totally lying to him. He's totally fine. But he thinks he's going to die in six months. And then he's, he asks the girl out that he's wanted to ask for a long time, tells his fucking boss off, like just starts living. Yeah. Like yeah. within a few minutes of the news. Yeah. It's a great scene. And then he's out with this beautiful woman with uh, Meg Ryan. And he's like, if I had these eight years back, like gold in my hand. Totally. <laughs> Love the way he says that, man. <laughs> That's exactly how I feel. Fuck. Oh, well. Oh, well. Yeah, there's nothing we can do about, you know, worried about it. You got two hands and there's the, yeah. the, the other one's full of gold still. Yeah, you know that's I mean? exactly right. That's true. Which one are you going to pay attention to? It's a gift. It's a gift to get to do this with you, Daniel. Appreciate it, man. You too. Love you, man. All right. Love you. Take care. I'm going to, I'm going to see if I can find that um, recording to put on here. I just know what the next year looks like and um, you know, and and I just really want the rest of the year to be a good, a good, a, a very productive experience. And I need to extravagantly love myself. And so I just brainstormed, man. I opened a little file and I just like was like, what do I really want? And how about we call wants needs? You know, how about we just assume what I want are actually needs? And that distinction and that was very empowering. So I can get into it more, but that's the gist. Um, you know, just on the adventure, 100% for sure. And, um, and I'm glad to have uh, an advocate and a brother. So thank you.